my depression come in all varieties They calling me a menace to society Black man full of passion, they wanna quiet me Yeah, I tatted my face, they ain't gon' hire me But that's okay, I'm just tryna reach the higher me I work hard, tell me where my notoriety I got faith, but I be pissed off silently Why these niggas trying me? Granny said the devil taking shots and they fiery So I stay low, treat the bandana just like a halo Why I say yes when I wanna say no? They ain't self-love, nah, they ain't self-love Then why I'm always treating sex like drugs? Addicted to the feeling, I ain't even done healing My nigga said don't put this out, dog. it's too revealing I'm about to catch your body, it's my pride that I'm killing yeah. If I open up, am I projecting? If I show my heart, don't disrespect it. If I give you love, please don't reject me. I'm here. Yeah, I speak light to my reflection. Yeah, I thank God for direction. Mama always said that I'm protected. Yeah, did I talk about my PTSD? Nah. So here I am back with another. I don't know what to call this. I guess it's a podcast episode, but uh, this is kind of reminiscent of last year. Uh, two integral uh, quote unquote episodes of the podcast actually came in between seasons that weren't numbered. So I promise you the next time you hear from me in an official capacity will be season number three, the first episode back brand new 2023 celebrating two years of this podcast uh, in a few months here. But my heart was heavy and I needed to come back and speak again on this microphone as a follow-up from the previous episode and really drive a few main points home and some learnings. Where, where I want to start before I go there, I first want to thank each and every person. I say this a lot, but I have to say it. Who's ever listened to one episode, 10 episodes, 20 episodes, thank you for taking some time to build with me. I've always said that I understand that this podcast isn't for everyone, and that's okay. I'm a podcast listener myself, and there's only a few that I listen to regularly, right? There's a few that I'll listen to every now and then, um, you know, like like music. Podcasts are subjective. There's artists that you love that you can't wait. They, they got an album. You're listening to the whole thing. Then there's artists where it's like, you know, I'll, I'll see you when I see you, right? That's okay. Like, I'm understanding that the, the 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 music I make, the, right, in the sense of the art that I make, isn't for everyone. I hope that every time I do create, that there's something in there, right, for everyone that you can appreciate. I mean, there's artists who I may not listen to a whole album for, but there's one song or two on there that I really really like, right. So I hope that with 65 plus episodes, there's something that you'd find that's useful, right? That you find something within that audio that can help you or help someone that you love. But I recognize it isn't for everyone. But I want to give you a history lesson on why this podcast was started and how, right? Literally, the theme or, you know, the, if you look up the podcast on Spotify or, or, or Google, the little short description that I wrote when I started this podcast in April of 2021 was very short and to the point. It said it's normalizing the everyday struggle of mental health issues. Your mind is your investment, which is a fundamental key to your mental health. Let's talk about it, right? So my way of normalizing the everyday struggles of mental health was to begin to talk about my own. Like when I started my journey, I never really felt a safe space to be vulnerable, to open up about my mental health. 
there was things that were held up within me and suppressed for so long due to stigma in the family, growing up you know, in a marginalized community, growing up super religious. Like there were so many different things stacked against me that made it very hard for me to open up or feel safe to really express my emotions. So I was going through some things in life and I decided I'm going to start a podcast where I can finally use this to express myself. Whether there's one listener or a hundred, this podcast is going to be necessary for my future growth and my mental health. I think the very first episode I recorded on my phone and to a $20 Amazon microphone and the title was It's Okay Not to Be Okay. It gave me an opportunity to talk about things that I have been plagued with forever. That was my way of normalizing it. And many of the early listeners and the people who still support to this day, what they related to it was, here's this guy who might seem like he has it all together, right? On the outside, but on the inside, he's sharing very vulnerable things about his life, about his mental health. And along the way, we can relate to some of these stories. Maybe not in every single detail, but that they were going through things themselves. Maybe they were fighting battles that they were hiding from themselves. And so our listeners grew. They wanted to tune in each and every week to hear that vulnerability. And I enjoyed that. I got to a point around in the first 10 episodes or so where I said, hey, you know, I don't want to just tell my story. I want to also create a platform and a safe space for other folks to come in and to be heard and have their story told. Whether they were quote unquote regular people or celebrities, right? I've had the privilege of interviewing famous people, public figures, widely known individuals in the world who's come on this platform to talk about their journeys, their mental health, their expertise. So that's what the podcast became. It became guest-focused, but I still would share about my life I still would be open and vulnerable about my life. And you, you may not believe this, but despite all the amazing guests I've had on the podcast, some of the highest clicked, downloaded, and streamed episodes are the ones where it was just me. A few episodes in late 21, 7 p.m. in New York, 1 p.m. In, in Virginia Beach. I'm talking about vulnerable bouts with suicide in the moment when I was feeling those feelings myself. Yeah, the mental health speaker, the advocate, the expert, feeling suicidal, I spoke about it. An episode, Shoulder Shrug and Rest in Peace, that came similar to these two last episodes, in between season one and season two, I spoke about suicide again. I spoke about separating from my spouse and realization about friendships and who was really in your corner. I opened myself up. And there's plenty of other episode examples of me just going to the microphone and creating compelling content. I appreciate, you know, one of my listeners sent me this the other day and they said, uh, listen to your podcast yesterday. You truly have a gift of connection and with 
and with and through storytelling. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me because that's all I ever try to do, which is hopefully someone could relate through my story and feel brave enough one day for them to share or at the very least to know that they weren't alone. So throughout me creating content, other stories, I still told my own. I shared openly and honestly about broken relationships with my father, mother, brothers, family, suicide as I just spoke about, insecurities at work, feeling lack of self-worth, feeling lack of feeling like I'm enough, reacting and going through the divorce and the separation from my ex. I tell people all the time, if you want to get to know me, if you listen to my entire podcast, took three and four months and listened to every episode that I've ever produced, you would come away knowing exactly who I am because I put it all there. It's there. And whether it's for everyone, I, this never was intended to be a podcast where it's like, come in every week, let me just read you some WebMD article about depression. All right, next, anxiety, uh, uh, you know, uh, PTSD. That was never what it was going to be. I wanted to come in here and speak openly and honestly about experience and hope that folks related to it. And I'm blessed and thankful that as we grew the audience, as we grew listeners in different countries, as we grew partnerships and sponsorships, that's what people were clicking for. And I thank you. Even if you clicked and you realize, hey, this really ain't my type of deal. This is not what I want to hear. It's okay. I hope that you, you find something else that's better suited for you. Just like every therapist isn't for everyone or therapy and journalism for everyone. This may not be for you. That's okay. But this started because this was for me. This was my audio journey, right? Like if you look at, you know, like think about what was in a diary. This is like my audio diary. This was my voice, me finding my voice, finding the safety and me being able to speak. I've had close friends to me tell me, man, you tell the podcast more than you tell me because I feel safe here sometimes. Safer than I do sometimes in friendships or in family relationships. This is for me. No different than a, 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 a TV screenwriter might, you know, create a sitcom resembling of their life or a movie that tells their life story. Or a singer-songwriter might write music or create from hurt, from pain, from experiences. Breakups. I mean, they used to, to, you know, um, make fun of Taylor Swift for making these breakup songs about these exes. Well, I mean, she's done pretty well with them. And maybe that's her way as a beautiful, amazing songwriter and a well-awarded one as such for her to get out what she needs to. Self-expression. So that's what this podcast has meant and will continue to mean to me, a way for me to express myself, to be open, to be vulnerable, to be honest, to come in here and tell you things that I've experienced and what I've learned from them, how I'm moving forward from them. And hopefully as you listen, there's something in there that you recognize. That's a good point. That's a great call out. If I've done that, I've done my job. But I want you to remember, as thankful as I am for my audience, 
I'm thankful more because this was for me. It became something bigger than me, but it started as something for me because I never was able to do what I'm doing now, expressing myself openly and honestly. You know, I was in New York City almost a couple of years ago, and some of the best words I ever heard was from Mr. Jason Wilson, who's doing some amazing things in the mental health world. And if you've listened long enough, you've heard me reference him before. He defined the word thug. He said that a lot of us men, particularly black men, men of color, are thugs, but not thugs in the way that you think. Thugs, he said, are traumatized humans unable to grieve. He talked about how we need to break free from this misconstrued masculinity, emotional incarceration, and run towards the places that hurt us the most if we're going to heal. He then was asked this beautiful question, uh, I think by Charlemagne or Maxwell, I can't remember who, on the stage. They said, well, hey, Jason, how would you define a man? What, what, what are the characteristics of a man? He says, there's nothing to define a man. The minute that you define us is the moment we begin to limit ourselves to that definition. See, defining man and men as men don't cry, men don't get emotional, men don't show vulnerability limits us to that. So then when a boy does anything against what that definition is, their manhood is questioned. Their masculinity is questioned. This is a huge problem in our community when it comes to men because so many emotions have been suppressed, compressed, and brothers have not been able to express themselves in safe spaces and in productive ways. Because of this, there's so many brothers right now who are in broken homes, have created broken families because they're still broken themselves. They are passing down trauma generation to generation because they haven't healed, they haven't grown. And some of these same brothers in this situation sometimes have made bad decisions so much as such that has landed some of them incarcerated because perhaps they weren't able to process things in the right way, so they made bad decisions. They may have cost them their entire lives in prison or a significant amount of time or worse. Some of these brothers have lost their lives. Some of these brothers will never speak again, stemming from growing up in trauma, growing up in an environment where they did not feel safe to express themselves. For fear, if I express myself, if I show emotions, it'll be thrown back in my face. 
It's an, it's funny when we hear the word emotional, it's like a negative connotation uh, uh, associated with the word emotional. When you look up emotional, it's not a negative connotation. It's not a negative. Emotional covers all emotions. It simply means that you are expressing emotions. So I'm emotional. If I'm happy and I'm smiling as I am right now, you can't see my face. I'm emotional. I'm in a state of emotions. But we have negatively associated that word emotional with tears, with sadness, with outward being, you know, being sad. And because of that stigma, so many men are afraid to be vulnerable, to ever admit that they're hurt or affected by something, that their feelings were hurt, that they're bitter or whatever have you. I say all that to say, in last week's episode, I spoke about a situation recently that had happened that I had to process. Now, with this situation, um, and I, I want to focus, I have to bring it back up, but not in full detail. Like I, I don't, I don't, This is more about the overall conversation about manhood, but it's interesting with the situation. This was with a former friend. You know, there was miscommunication. There was some distance created. I felt, hey, you know, along the way, I felt like I had been a good friend to this person. I felt like I had showed up and supported this person. And then one of the last messages that I got from the person was, we're friends, but. Which made me feel like it made me question everything else that had happened, right? So the purpose of that conversation was less about that person. It was more about what I learned from it. As I beautifully explained in the introduction of this episode, my commentary my life lessons come from those experiences. That's how I've always been. That's how the podcast has always been. Nothing is off limits. That's me being vulnerable and authentic to myself, right? So I talked about it. Now, obviously, there's only two people in this world who would have known what I was talking about, myself and the other individual. The other individual listened, reached out, expressed themselves, and commented on how they felt about me speaking about that situation, right? And I'm happy to say that while we did have some back and forth, we ended things amicably. We decided, yeah, we really aren't friends. We're more of acquaintances, possibly. You know, wish no ill will to that person, wish nothing but the best. But there is a difference. I talk about that all the time between friends and acquaintances. I think a lot of y'all think you have a lot of friends that you don't. Friendship is a higher level of things. It takes time to build, sustain, maintain a friendship. Some people are just acquaintances, people that you see from time to time. Hope you're doing well. We might even follow each other on social media. You know, we see each other out. Hey, man, you good? You're great, man. Hey, man. No, we will. But friendship denotes something more special, right? So we decided, hey, we're not friends, okay? At least not anymore. And we we had some some back and forth, and this individual felt that I was dragging them on the podcast. Okay, listen, and I apologize for that if that, if that was the perception. But in my opinion, it wasn't. It was me speaking again from the safety of that I've always spoke on, speaking about my experiences, speaking about my story, my reaction. I never mentioned names. I never mentioned nothing but high level details. I'm not going back and forth and, you know, deep diving into text messages or playing audio clippings of things or like gossiping, sitting here for an hour and a half, documenting a whole uh, conversation. This is me saying, hey, this is what happened. Here's what I experienced. And here's what it made me feel, right, from my vantage point. Because then again, this is the Mental Wealth Podcast. 
with host Justin Little. So it's my ability, it's my safe space to create the speech, to be open, to be transparent. So what I'm about to say again, I have no ill will towards this person. I promise you, I put that on everything I love. But this was an interesting lesson to learn moving forward in life and something that I felt I needed to highlight on this episode. This individual said that they didn't appreciate me, quote unquote, dragging them on the podcast and that what I said and did was, quote, ho-ish. It was what females do, and it was a soft trait. Ho-ish, what females do, and it was a quote-unquote soft trait. So just want to pause for a second there. What I find and we've had this debate in plenty of different, you know, my clubhouse um, spaces and many different spaces in person and virtually. In my opinion, speaking for me, I feel like there's a lot of women who, who claim to want a emotionally available man, a man who isn't afraid to show his emotion, isn't afraid to express themselves. But the minute he does, they don't know what it, they don't know how to react to it. The minute he does, it can be used as something thrown against him. You understand and realize this is the same, this is reason why so many men don't open up and speak and admit that they're hurt. Because this individual that told me, um, well, you sounded like you were really hurt when I was listening to the podcast. So freaking what? Yes. What do you want me to run from that? Because society has told me for decades to run, for centuries even, to run from that hurt. You sounded like you were hurt. Yeah, I was. I am. I have feelings. I'm a human being. I have remnants of thug in me, a, a traumatized human unable to grieve, unable to show emotion. So this was my way of showing it. I've always done that on this podcast. As I opened and told you. So what what would change? I feel like I experienced something with my mom one time where she listened to something and, and heard me say something about my relationship with my father. And, you know, the typical thing in the black family. Oh, why are you putting our family business out there? Why are you? Because it's my business to tell. You can't mute me or censor me or di dictate what I share and what I don't share. Because it's my story. It's my journey. That same mentality has held us back from growth for centuries. So it's like some folks will appreciate that level of vulnerability until they hear something that might be about them. I can't pick and choose, me personally. And again, I want to reiterate, no ill will towards that person. I wish them genuinely the best. And I'm glad that we were able to end things amicably. But I had to come back in here and share that to prove a greater point. This is why men struggle. This is Black History Month right now. 
In a few months in the summer, it'll be, uh, well, in a few months in May, it'll be Mental Health Awareness Month. A few months later, it'll be BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month. This is why we have a struggle in our community. Because black men have been told that they can't share. I have been in, in groups, group therapy with black men who will use some of the most foul language I've ever heard talking about their relationship with a woman or something that hurt them, that they were going through, pain. And yeah, sometimes a little off-putting to hear. But nine times out of ten, after that brother gets done expressing himself, he feels 20 times better because these might have been emotions and feelings that he's been holding inside forever and never had a safe space or a productive means of expressing it. The, the expression of hurt people hurt people is true. Hurt people hurt people. We're so quick to react to the brother who goes off and does something crazy and, and, and ends up in jail or takes someone's life or a mass shooting. We're so quick to react to that person and where they're at in that space and we ignore all the signs along the way that may have got them there. We fail to provide a brother a safe space to, 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 to be able to connect and to be vulnerable. And then we're surprised when that burst out in the most unproductive, harmful way for society and for those that that person may have loved. So I'm here to just stand on the fact that this podcast will continue to serve as a space for both me to be open and honest and vulnerable, to give other people that space, because I feel like that's where the difference is made. I feel like the difference is made where we truly turn the stigma on its rear end and show society that we can open up. We are not robots. We're not machines. Men can struggle. I shared before that I, I, I uh, do some um, social media for Black Men Heal. One of the most popular posts that I posted not long ago that got uh, close to 3,000 likes and, and way more shares. It said men cry, men break down, men get anxiety, men have emotions, men feel insecure, men get abused, men have mental illnesses. It's not unmanly to struggle. Let's support men, let's encourage men. Don't belittle or silence men. Men struggle too. That's That's the only point that we're making. I'm not ex expecting everyone to always agree or understand with what I'm expressing, but please respect the right that I have to express it. Please respect the vulnerability that it takes a man to be open and acknowledge that he has feelings. Because maybe you disagree with what's being said. You didn't try to silence someone or, or, or mute them or tell them or belittle them by telling them that, you know, it's a female trait, it's a soft trait. Females do that, not men. So that same mentality, that same idea that men won't speak up or won't talk about their feelings, that's what women do, is what's causing so much pain in our society. And I hope whoever is listening to this 
man and woman alike, that you can clearly see that. No one's perfect. There's so much more that we're all learning. We all make mistakes, but we have to be careful with what language we use. We have to be careful with what example we set for young boys. One of the most harmful things, two things that little boys were ever told, one, man up, two, boys don't cry. So if I am 30 years old and I was told by my father to man up, don't cry, I was spanked and abused when I was crying and was told to tuck things underneath the rug and then in combination never saw a good example of a man in my life showing emotional vulnerability and being in tune with those things. Is it a surprise that, that I grew up and didn't have those abilities and had to find my safe space in a podcast? Later in my, in my late 20s, I pray, I'm glad I have a space, ladies and gentlemen, but I pray for my brothers out there who don't because plenty of my brothers don't have the same, that have this type of platform or any platform to express themselves, to speak, because there's something so healing and cathartic in having the ability to speak up. But please understand, those out there, women, men, understand the power that you have to give someone the safety to be vulnerable, to be open, to be honest, to be transparent, and the ability that you have to, to discourage it. And when it's discouraged, understand how that might have lasting effects. There's folks, again, out there, I'll say it again, there's women who say they want a vulnerable man, but when it comes to a man being vulnerable... They, they look away. It's, it's weird. Oh, he's soft. It's like we have to go through these hula hoops to prove manhood by this definition that society has created. But back to my brother Jason, there should be no definition. We need to move away from this incarcerated view of masculinity and allow us to define ourselves, allow us to show boys that we can do this and that they can have good examples of what it is to really be a man. And then they'll grow up and they'll be able to show those emotions. But we need folks around us who can support that and not belittle it. What I would challenge each and every person to do who has a relationship with a man, and that's pretty much everyone, right? <laughs> If, if that man or that brother opens up to you and shares something vulnerable with you, right? It might be at a level deeper than I do because on this podcast, again, I'm very respectful. It is not meant to bash anyone. It's again, it's my tool. It's my resource. It's my podcast. It's my journey. I'm speaking from my vantage point, right? But there are other brothers out there who might share a little bit more detailed, a little bit more aggressively, because there's so many things bent up inside of them that they're trying to express. And maybe they finally muster up so much courage to express it. Your first response should be something to the effect of, thank you for expressing yourself. Thank you for opening up. I know that must have took a lot. 
See, if you meet that brother with resistance, make him feel less than, gaslight those feelings or emotions, make him feel like he's somehow less than or soft for opening up or being vulnerable or being emotional, having his feelings hurt, that brother may never open up to you again. You don't know how much damage that you can do to that brother because now you have no idea what it really took for them to even get to the point where they were felt safe enough with you or with anyone to be that vulnerable and be that trusting and they may never do that again. On the contrary, as I mentioned, when you give those brothers space to be heard, to be loved, to be supported. You know, Malcolm Jamal Warner on a clip with the Breakfast Club not long ago that went viral, we shared it on the Black Men Heal page. He said, uh, he said, boys don't need more discipline. Boys need more love. Love, love a little boy so much. Show him love. So much love. That's what young boys who will grow into men need from our mothers, our fathers, our family around us, our teachers. We just need love. We just need safety. We just need to feel that we can be free. And if that quote unquote makes us soft, so be it. But I believe the world would be a better place if there were more quote unquote soft men more men who were in tune with themselves, in tune with their emotions, in tuned with their mental health and were empowered with resources and knowledge, information to take care of themselves like they were never taught before. That's the key. I think this for me, honestly, was is one of the most important episodes I could ever create ironically coming off of another episode where again, it was just that small part where I was referring to a situation. Hope you guys could see more. It was some other great things in that episode talking about some of the things I've been blessed to do. Some of my future plans. I'm planning an amazing 2023. I got so many great ideas, so many things that we're working on. Um, I'm still doing my mental health group on Clubhouse every Sunday at one o'clock. We're coming up on two years of doing that every Sunday at one o'clock, a mental health conversation, over 4,000 members in our community over there. Um, there's some stuff we're planning for Mental Health Awareness Month right now, some summits, more stuff to come. And then, of course, obviously, we've got to bring back the podcast here soon. But I got some things I'm working out in my personal life that I'll share in an upcoming episode uh, very, very soon. But I wanted this to be about our men. Support our men, love our men, man. And when it comes to me in this podcast, whether you never listen again, I, I just thank you for hearing my voice, for seeing me, that I'm enough, affirming me. You have no idea how special that is for me just to be some guy who started the podcast on his phone to have created a worldwide brand. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not trying to be rich and famous. I just want I just wanted to be heard because for so many years, for 25, 26 years of my life, I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel seen. I felt trapped 
in this world's definition, this world's idea of what it is to be a man, of who's the man. I felt trapped until I found my voice. I found mentorship. I found freedom. And I'm forever grateful for that. And I hope that each and every one of you, whether you understand it or not, whether it quote unquote makes me soft, a female, a hoe as they say, whether you understand it or not, I hope that you respect my ability to share, respect my right to share, respect my purpose to share, respect the why to share. And one day I believe that there'll be a young man a young little boy out there who who is going through something, who is being told to suppress those emotions, to keep them within, and he can look up to people like me doing the work that I'm doing and say, look at that guy. If he can do it, so can I. If he can open up his life to the world, to the world's scrutiny, to the world's judgment, if he can be vulnerable, if he can show his emotions, then you damn right I can too. That's my purpose. That's my vision. That's the man that I am. I ain't fight no war overseas I fought wars in the hood And we was fighting overseas uh, Young nigga throwing bees Streets giving out A's So I kept a pistol Trying to get a better grade Felt in my spirit Gotta be a better way Heart was on ice I just had to ride the wave Swimming through emotions And last night I sat at the table Mixing potions uh, I mixed the handy with whatever God knocking at my heart And trying to jiggle with the level He say put that bottle down Now this ain't gonna make it better And my ex broke my heart Dog, I wish I never met her Wish we could've worked it out But I ain't even trying to sweat her Now I'm looking for some peace So I can wear it like a sweater This is proof Black men need to heal too Yeah, yeah. If I open up in my projected if I show my heart, don't disrespect it If I give you love, please don't reject it I'm here Yeah, I speak light to my reflection Yeah, I thank God for direction Mama always told me I'm protected I'm here